remember you made that second Arkham Horror video, right? I did. I've made uh, another video in the in the Arkham Horror series. Yes. So here's a fun fact for you, and it is that we are too good of friends, and that feels like poor grammar. But I know you too well for your jokes to work because you did the thing where you were like, and this is why it's a valid choice to play this deck. And I went, Amber's gonna go beat, beat, reject the previous statement. And then you went beat, beat, and screw you if you like that deck, we're doing the other thing. And I was like, I know it too well. I could see the joke. I see the writing on the wall. Didn't laugh. I think that was a pretty easily predicted joke anyway. Here's the thing about that, uh, about that video is that like with love to the denizens of the Arkham Horror, the card game community, um, many of them are normies, and my standards for the jokes get to be a little bit lower, um, because it's not going to take a lot for me, jokes-wise, for me to think that I'm the funniest person making content in the <laughs> Arkham Horror the Card Game community, just because of the way that my shitty sense of humor is, that I'm like, oh... My dumb shit is so funny. Um, it, it's not going to take a lot from me. Just a jester laughing at their own golden dildo being like, I did <laughs> it! <laughs> I'm the king of humor! Speaking of being the two kings of humor that we definitely are, hello everyone, welcome to our comedy podcast that we have where we talk about golden dildos all day my name is amber autumn she her i'm prince devon he him and not only are they golden dildos they're golden dildos that tell george bush jokes and step into rakes <laughs> that hit their own faces when you step on them they make little farting noises <laughs> <laughs> it's it's we're breaking new ground here everybody i'm this is we're off the rails for the Christmas episode, but real quick, I when I play tested oh, your game, I just I'm always gonna remember the dad who chuckled along with us when we went semen. He was like a fully grown adult. I think that was Elizabeth's dad. I think that was my co-designer's dad of um, sitting there while we're designing the game that his like child has worked on, and then like. And then the two shitty play testers are there, like semen, <laughs> <laughs> semen. <laughs> this is original podcast you on Steel, the weekly podcast in which every week Devin and I take some sort of original property and we make an original character in that original property. Um, uh, and usually, um, we do this uh, fun little pattern where every week we alternate, and I pick one that I want to do, and Devin picks one that he want to do, and that he wants to do, and then I pick one that I want to do, and so on and so forth. But, because it's magical Christmas time, um, we are going to interrupt our regular, regularly scheduled broadcasting. Whatever last week that we said was coming this week, ignore it. That's coming in a couple of weeks' time. Don't worry, it's still on its way, just not yet. Um, and instead, we are going to give each other little gifts. Um, and uh, I'm going to pick something that uh, I think that Devin would want to do an episode about uh, right now, this week. And then next week, Devin is going to pick something um, that I would want to do an episode about. And it'll be real cute. Uh, yeah, is that right? Am I getting everything? You did it right. It's the spirit of Christmas. It's about giving. Giving, baby. That's right. This Whatever we're talking about today is my favorite Christmas movie. Um... Yeah, and I mean, without further ado, 
um, uh, the dramatic reveal drum roll um, is that today we're going to be talking about My Hero Academia. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm always so underprepared for whichever one you throw me of the two years we've done this. Oh, got to collect my thoughts on My Hero. Got to collect my thoughts on My Hero. Where do I even start on My Hero? Um, Amber, do you have any thoughts on My Hero Academia? I've never seen My Hero Academia. I only know about My Hero Academia through the memes. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, 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 zowie wowie. Um, this confirms to me that there will be another episode about My Hero Academia that is just straight up a video essay I have written. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i i fucking love my hero academia man so okay i'm gonna say something hyperbolic and stupid but whenever i talk about my hero academia i'm like i can't believe my hero saved anime asterix saved specifically the shonen genre double asterix for me personally, because <laughs> saying <laughs> X property saved anime is just fucking ignorant. <laughs> like, what? I can't believe Owl House saved the medium of animation. Yeah, I. Okay, where do I start? Owl okay. House got canceled. But it saved animation! Have you seen did it? Did it save animation, or did you just. Uh, I saw like two episodes of it. I fucking love the Owl House, man. I know, so does everybody. I know I need to get to it at some point. It's really good. Check it out if you have time. Um, so, okay. How much, like, basic My Hero info do you know before I have to explain things and how it works? Okay. So, um, My Hero Academia is a shonen anime um, about this kid, Deku, um, who is going to... Like, it's superhero school, basically, right? Is what mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. um, In the time. Uh with uh his he's got his mentor all might mm -hmm. um and other things <laughs> oh boy <laughs> here's some devon lore about my hero academia is my hero is the first time i ever tried to write a video essay and that rough draft exists somewhere in a notebook in the Christopher's basement. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I... I love it a lot. Hence why we're... Hence why I chose it for you for this episode. Hence why we're doing it. And I think my thoughts are going to be very scattershot because in specific, I really like Dobby. I, I love Bakugo. The video essay I write one day will mostly be talking about Bakugo because I think he gets... Not enough respect uh, for everything that goes on with him. So, but before I get into the specific weeds there, uh, broadly, you're right. My hero follows one Izuku Midoriya, whose nickname is Deku by his bully rival best friend, Katsuki Bakako. He says, look, it's a Japanese thing, so they're puns that don't translate. So he goes, look, Izuku's name can be read as Deku. And then because of the English dub, he has to go, Deku means someone who can't do anything. <laughs> and his quest to become the greatest hero, because in the world of My Hero Academia, everyone, not everyone, is born with quirks. This is the 
the exogene, the metagene, what makes you a metahuman, you get a superpower. Deku doesn't have one. He idolizes All Might, the greatest hero, or is he really? Because some of what my hero deals with is the fact that the great man myth of history is fundamentally toxic and you shouldn't put all of the world's responsibility on one person's shoulder. You're not building sustainable society, All mm-hmm. Might. Maybe raise the ceiling, and the show isn't actually about Deku becoming the new number one hero, but all of Class 1A becoming the new number one hero. Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I love it. It's... Okay. <laughs> It's it's very hard to talk about it in broad spokes when I'm thinking of like things I want to get into specific now, but I'm going to keep trying. What I like about it in a very loose sense is like I hate the Naruto effect where a fight scene will happen and then the dun, 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 dun. Neji Hyuga does something cool. The spider guy doesn't know how he did that. And Neji says, I bet you're wondering how I just did that. And he explains it, which is potentially insulting to an audience, A. And B, in the, in the universe, you're giving away your advantage, and that's fucking stupid. My hero doesn't do that a lot. I've written one. Yeah, I, I wrote a video. I do have my anime uh, fight breakdown of the overhaul Lemillion fight. If you guys are interested, that's a video you can look up right now I made. I'm still somewhat proud of it. It's not my best. But its fights are always uh, really well handled in terms of conveying things about characters. That second Baka uh, Deku, I always fuck that up. That second Bakugo Deku fight is about their emotional state before it's about who's strongest. But all of the characters are very... I don't know what word... I'm looking for a word that isn't just Joss Whedoning it, but you meet them (laughs) and they have strong, immediate, defined personalities and quirks so that you can go, if Oraka was like, well, that's not manly, you'd be like, well, that's a Kamashira line. That's not who's supposed to say that. And They don't all get spotlights because they're all, to some extent, side characters. But the ones who do, their things are important. And everyone is given an equal amount of time to shine. Even joke character Mineta. I'm going to have to talk about fucking Mineta. Okay. (laughs) Have the things I said make sense? Because that's like the thing I'm always worried about is that I'm just saying a bunch of words in a way that don't make sense to someone. Have you been following me? Makes sense. Okay. For the most part, yeah. Okay. I remember, like, we we used to play this this little game between ourselves um, back in high school, which I think sort of eventually morphed into this podcast where we, like, we, we played a little, like, if someone gave you the license to, like, this property and any amount of money, what would you do with it? Um, and you asked me one time about the Avengers, um, uh, like, comic book form. Um, and I, like, like this was before the MCU was the thing that it is today. Um, and I remember at the time saying something to the effect of, like, yeah, I would want to tell a story about the Avengers like, not being enough to defeat the evil and, like, finding that it was only through, like, I didn't have the words for this at the time, but through, like, collective organizing and, like, mass action of, like, people that change is able, like, that, like, ongoing change is able to be made, Um, which I'm really proud of past me. Like, high school me was an idiot in most ways, but I think that was a really good example of that. Um, and this is, I don't know, it's, it's reminding me of that in some ways, in some of the themes that you're describing here of like, it's about superheroes, but 
also about like using superheroes to reject the great man myth that superheroes are so often about. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things that it does is because superheroes are a very Western thing, right? It's American superhero comics, so getting someone with an Eastern sensibility to do it and like being a superhero is a job. You go to it's a trade school almost. It's a civic duty. It's a firefighter with more pomp and circumstance and remembering that that's an important part and um one of the other themes that it shackles is what is heroism? And that is something that every character has to define for themselves. So, like, I'm going to talk about Mineta, everyone, I promise. But Bakugo, the difference between Deku and Bakugo, King Explosion Murder, is when they were kids and they looked at All Might, Bakugo, because he was a uh, gifted child who was uh, praised too early on, got an inflated sense of self... He saw the number one hero and went, he always wins. It doesn't matter how the odds are stacked. He comes out on top and that's why he's number one. And Midoriya just saw someone who saved everyone with a smile on his face. He makes, he puts people at ease. That's why he's number one. That's why they are constantly in conflict with each other. Because to Bakugo, being a hero is about being the strongest no matter what. And so that's a thing that's defined, and it's defined in such broad terms for everyone, like Ororaka, the main love interest, she wants to be a hero to help people, and that starts with, like, everyone wants to be a hero to help people, but it's specifically, she saw her parents struggle financially, and being a hero is a good way to make money, and she wants to put her family at ease and she wants to make money. Ida mm -hmm. wants to carry on his family's line. Kamashira wants to be manly. And we're now we're going to talk about Mineta. Because, okay, so the thing about Mineta is Mineta is a joke. He's drawn to look like a baby in a diaper. He has a stupid face. He has a dumb power set. He's pathetic. And he's like the anime pervert character who thinks about boobs and girls' bodies. And man, does he right. want to touch boobs. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't, don't we all? But the thing about Mineta is the joke is not, ha ha ha, chichi opai, molestation is funny. It's, look at Mineta, he's pathetic. The joke is himself. But even the joke character, they remember that the theme is to define heroism. And so in his hero moment, he goes, oh, I wanted to be a hero because I thought that's how you get chicks. But chicks don't like you because you're a hero. You're a hero, and then chicks like you because you're cool. You have to be a good. You have to be a cool guy. You don't just become one. I'm describing it poorly because I'm removed from it because I've been uh, taking a break from my heroes. So some of the names escape me, and some of the specific moments escape me. And I have yet to talk about uh, Todoroki and <laughs> all of his family stuff, which is some of my favorite things. Um, I've talked a lot about heroes and stuff. I'm going to talk about the villains in a moment. Amber, do you have any questions? I am curious to hear about some of the sparks that exist in the show. Some of the, yeah. Did you say sparks? Do you mean quirks? Yes, I mean quirks. Okay, cool. So the cool thing about my hero and the way it handles power-ups, as opposed to like a Dragon Ball Z, which I have an enormous amount of problems with, but with Dragon Ball Z, at some point it becomes yell until you get a bigger fight number, and that makes a fight scene boring. Um... And techniques are very often just pulled out of your ass, as opposed to my hero, where the 
training because they're all in a school to be better heroes is part of it. So new moves are not just something they pull out of thin air. It's about how is a different way I can use my power, except for Midoriya kind of... Oh, fucking Christ. We'll get into it later. But so like Todoroki, his quirk is icy hot. Half of his body's hot, half of his body's cold. For character reasons, it's because he has daddy issues. He has a shitty, abusive dad um, who always wanted him to use the fire side. He doesn't want to ever use the fire in fights or in general. And it's not until he has the fight with Deku in the tournament arc where the point of the fight is not who will win. It's that Deku can melt Todoroki's icy heart. And so once he's overcome this, like, mental hang-up, He's found a new avenue for techniques and power. So it's about the application of the power. And there's just a wide variety of things like overhaul. His quirk is if he touches something, he can break it down like on a molecular level and reform it. And he can reform it as long as it takes up the same uh, conservation of mass into whatever he wants it to be. It's a busted fucking quirk. That's really powerful, yeah. Yeah. Lemillion can become intangible as long as he's holding his breath. Or Raka, she can, if she touches something and she then puts her fingers together, that it loses its sense of gravity, it floats up. I'm trying to think of some other, like, off-the-wall ones. There's one guy who he can touch anything and make it, like... Tangible. What's a word for bouncy that isn't just bouncy? But yeah, he, he can touch things and make them elastic. Uh, and he can even touch air and make it elastic. There's one guy, it was Kronos, where his hair, if he hits you with his hair, he slows you down. Um, Sir Night Eye can see the future, but specifically one person's future. Mr. Aizawa has a quirk where you cancel out your quirk. Yeah, go on. And then pick, like, any one of those and then tell me, like, a couple of different applications. Like, a couple of the different... Okay, so Bakugo, his quirk is specifically his sweat um, is basically nitroglycerin, and he can activate it whenever he wants. And so he can make explosions with his hands, but he can also use that for traversal. He puts his hands behind his back and it lets him fly, um... He can also just light things up if he, like, puts a... I'm doing the thing now to the camera that doesn't exist, but if you make a circle with your hand and he holds it to his other one, he gets a howitzer shot, so it's a very focused use of that, use of his just base explosion. There's one kid, Phantom Thief, where his power is he can hold up to five different quirks. Like, if he touches you, he steals yours for, I think it's five minutes but he can only there's like a rule where if your quirk needs like an external power source he can't use it so like fat gum uh needs to be fat he needs to have body fat for his quirk to work and he can absorb hits when he's fat but then he can also burn that energy and just like become strong for a minute and some characters aren't clever like kirishima his quirk is hardening and he's just not a smart guy so he doesn't think of new applications. He just gets harder over the series. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right, cool. Had to, had to make the joke. You get it, everybody. See you, man.
Um, and now I'm going to talk about villains for a second. So the villains of my hero are Overhaul, who's my favorite, and we're not going to talk about him because he's kind of a secondary villain. Um, but there are the League of Villains, led by... Why can't I remember anyone's name? I love it when there's a, the, the rogues. Yeah, led by Tomer Shigaraki, and there is Stain. And Stain's thing is he thinks that the word hero has become diluted. It's He's holding Caulfield, right? He's sick of all the phonies, and he's going to murder all of the heroes who aren't good enough to be true heroes to set a standard, because the standard is all might. Too many of these phonies are just using that word, and he wants a cultural revolution, right? And he inspires a bunch of people. And there's a miscommunication where people think that Stain was in league with the League of Villains. And so different villains who do believe in Stain's message want to join Toma Shigaraki, even though Shigaraki is, like most of the League of Villains, a scared and discarded child lashing out at a world that at best did not care for them. Shigaraki, his quirk is decay. Whatever he touches just decays. And that's what he wants to do with the world. So when Tomura makes the league, uh, he doesn't have a goal or a plan outside of kill everything. And people are like, how do you make that happen? He goes, I I don't know yet. Well, shut up. I just have to level up, okay? I'm working hard. Um, And so you also watch Tomura grow and become like a more serious villain and work out what his evil dream is and how he plans to achieve destroying the world. And the thing that's neat about most of the villains is you do the thing where you can understand why they are this way. I get where Dobby's coming from. He had a really hard life, but it also, it just reminds you at every point that they're like evil. (laughs) They're like shitty villains. (laughs) And sometimes like Moonfish is just an absolute goddamn freak who's in this S&M getup where like his mouth is constantly restrained and his quirk is like sharp tooth where his teeth just turn into these horrid jagged razor blades that he just wants to eat flesh. Why? Because he's fucked up. Because he's evil. Because he's super evil. He, he just wants to eat people, man. Listen, if you got a quirk... Man, that's not a big deal. That's just like my roommate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a it's a very expansive world. So, like, just saying Toma, Shigaraki, and Dobby. There's a bunch of members of the League of Villains. There's more members of class 1a i haven't brought up there's the whole like ranking of heroes i haven't talked about endeavor and his arc or hawks everyone's favorite or bunny mommy who everyone loves but i I think i've done a job of kind of explaining how the world works kind of what the show's about how quirks function or any other questions you have for me and again everyone i love this show we will have another episode about My Hero Academia <laughs> that will be longer because I will have all of my ducks in a row. I'm I'm getting I'm getting out of the way the like the like uh, miscellaneous excited beginning chatter for this episode so that the next episode can be more structured, more focused. <laughs> I am curious about like the core conflict. Like there are heroes, there are villains. 
is it a situation where it's like villains attempt to conquer the world and heroes want to stop them? Is it... Season one, it's just... Because the thing about Deku, the thing I really like about Deku as a protagonist... I'm doing the thing where you ask me a question and I give you something different, but we'll get there, trust me. Um, I believe the you. I, the thing I like about Deku is he's someone who really earns it. Like, the first, I want to say, two episodes are just him training, just him cleaning up a beach because his body is not ready for the new power he's about to inherit from All Might. I didn't talk about All for One. Hi, everyone. The quirk Deku gets from All Might is All for One, which is a power um, that's been cultivated through five different wielders of this thing, and it basically makes All for One Superman, and he gives it to Deku, even though Deku's body is not ready for this awesome power, and um, there's this, like, wonderful escalation of, like body horror light because Deku when he uses his power because he was not born with it and doesn't have a handle on it breaks his bones a lot for the early season and particularly in the Deku Todoroki fight wow I'm really off track with what you asked we'll get there I promise but particularly with that fight is Deku realizes that he can focus the power in like fingers specifically so he, like, snaps his fingers, big air bust, finger is broken. And he only has five. But then he's like, fuck it, what if I redid it and I just, just I turned my bones into dust? And that's gross. And then there's this fight with All Might and All for One, where All Might uses his... Sorry, sorry, hold on. Yeah, 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 I, so, I just realized what I said. <laughs> yeah, so, go on. So Deku... <laughs> Yeah, Deku, go what on. What did you do in time prison, Deku? Deku, tell us about time prison. Did I say time prison? You didn't say time prison. I'm referring to the Tales Gets Trolled um, uh, comic where where Sonic asked Shadow what he did in time prison. Do you not know about time prison? Do I need to just read you the time prison monologue here? Is that the is that the one where Shadow has the middle finger and he goes, fuck you haters and trolls? It's the same comic, but it's not the same model. Okay, so Bug says, sorry it took us so long to save you from time prison, Shadow. So what did you do in time prison? And Shadow says, well, after 50 years, I started to lose, feel like I was losing my sanity. So I started to break my fingers, and I would just break my fingers and set them again. I started breaking all my bones. I broke every bone in my hands. I broke my arms separately, and then I started to break my own ribs. I broke my femurs. It took a while, and then I healed them and broke them again. After 5,000 years, my bones were all scar tissue. They had all grown so solidly back together that I was unable to move. And after another 5,000 years of furious infinitesimal movement, I built up enough muscle mass to spontaneously break any bone in my body, and then I could move again. My body had done so much healing that I healed almost instantly. That is all I do now. Every time I move my body, my bones shatter and heal back into my next shape. If I take a single step, every bone in my leg splinters and then reforms. I don't know what pain is because I've been alive for t 10 million years. Every and then morning Sonic I wake says, up and I break my arms and then I break my legs. Yeah. And then Sonic says, okay, Shadow, but it looks like you're just walking normal. And Shadow <laughs> says, I know. And then Sonic says, okay, well, that's stupid. Anyway, um, the thing that you just described made me think of that. Yeah, there's a, there's a hero named Recovery Girl, and she kisses you, and you heal faster, but it's, 
it still takes all of the energy your body would need to heal. So, like, you're, if you break a bone, you're out of commission for, like, a day because your body still has to use all the energy it takes to heal the bones. That's so horny. That's so, like, that's... She kisses you and yeah. then you heal from any wound? Yeah, that's you a just heal subbing. She She's a granny and she gives you a kiss on the cheek. Is it horny when your granny kiss boo-boo to make feel better? Okay, no. If she's, if she's a granny and she's giving you a kiss on the cheek, that's a different thing. She granny and she kiss sorry, high Devin. schoolers on cheek to make I'm boo-boo sorry, go away. I, I didn't realize. I didn't understand. Please okay. forgive me. And there is a bit where they're like, uh, hey, Deku, if you bust your arms like this again, you won't be able to move them. And I was talking about the escalation of that body horror light because there's a fight with all for one and all might where all <laughs> all might has to use the musculature of his awesome ripped arm to hold his shattered bones in place to throw a punch and then there's a fight with overhaul where deku has airy on his back and airy's quirk is just reverse time she just reverses <laughs> time and she can't control it and so deku's like okay i have a perfect plan I have to break my body faster than you can erase it. And it's rad. Anyways, the conflict. Most of it is just man versus self. Deku and his classmates getting better. And Deku's ongoing rivalry with Bakugo. Season 2, you introduce Stain. Stain fundamentally shifts the status quo. And it does more become about the heroes fighting the villains... And the villains don't really want to take over the world because Shigaraki just wants to destroy everything. There's a break chapter where it becomes villains versus villains um, because I'm not going to get into the uh, sure. meta liber- liberation front right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's about the kids defining heroism, fighting with their past selves to get better, and whenever villains do things... They try to take them down, and they get some small victories here and there. They take out the GKSII and Overhaul. We definitively lose members of the League of Villains. Mustard, Moonfish, go to jail. Big Sis Mag. We we stand trans rep. Sorry that you're dead. <laughs> so, yeah, does that... Uh give you the conflict answer you were asking about it totally does does everyone in the world have a quirk or is it just some people i think it's like 95 percent of people have quirks deku doesn't at the start all might didn't and that's why they both have the all for one i don't think you meet a lot of other characters who don't have quirks i think There's, like, a police officer who I don't think has a quirk. And some quirks um, are stupid, right? Right. (laughs) Some people just get, I have long fingers. Some people get, I am a dog man. There's lots of quirks (laughs) that are just, you are an animal man. (laughs) I love Dog Man by Dave Pilkey. One of the great children's graphic novel series of our age. Uh, There's some quirks that if... You hear my voice, if you talk after hearing my voice, I can make you do whatever I want. And that's, it's a good thing he's a good person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Because that's just, that's season one of Jessica Jones. That's just the Purple Man. That's just Purple Man with limits. Um, there's, uh, there's like this one episode, there's just like this one issue of, I think, Ultimate X-Men, of one of the X-Men that I think about all the time, um, uh, where it's like Wolverine goes into this cave with his kid and this kid like talks about this, the story of his day where he just like woke up and like his parents were gone and, um, uh, like and everyone like he he tried to go to school and just like there were like piles of clothes but he didn't see anybody and then logan is like yeah so it turns out you have this mutation where anybody who gets like within a certain amount of distance of you just like evaporates um and then logan just like kills the guy because there's no way for and that's he just like goes in because he has the healing factor and he can survive it um and like that's the whole issue and it's really grim and i don't know if i necessarily like it but I definitely think about it all the time when I think about like superpowers. Like some of them are just stupid, but also some of them potentially. Like if you lived in a world where you get like random, random super mutations, some of them would suck. Some of them would be bad, actually. Yeah, Moonfish. What what a terrible thing to have if you aren't a cannibal. Oh God. <laughs> Or like Deku's mom, her quirk is just she can levitate things that don't weigh over like three pounds. That could be useful in day-to-day life, actually, I imagine. Yeah, it's one of those like, this this functions. I'm trying to think of a really shitty quirk. Because like, and this is important for like, it's really like creative baseline powers. There's this one guy uh, whose quirk is onomatopoeia. And he shouts things, and, like, the text from that, but, like, exists in physical space. Yeah, absolutely. That's a classic power. This one chick who just makes mushrooms grow. Yeah, um, any other questions that need answering? Not immediately. There are definitely, like, a couple of directions that immediately strike me. Um... Like, we could make a new... Like, like it feels like the obvious three are we make a new student, we make a new villain, or we make a new, like, teacher, like a new uh, instructor figure, right? Yeah. Do those feel like the three obvious ones to you? Yeah, those are the obvious ones to me. When we do the longer one, we'll talk about my My Hero Academia OCs who are just me going like, oh, wait, I'm bisexual. But we'll, we'll get to it a different day, folks. I wonder if maybe the like thing that's slightly different and more interesting is if we make a character who is like school staff um but not like an instructor like we make a character who is a uh, a lunch lady or a custodian or um uh uh yeah a faculty member but not a teacher yeah. What is what is the school uh, like it like it's pretty much just like school but you have superpowers? Um how would I describe UA? UA is the number one hero training academy where yeah, it is kind of school but superpowers. There's a running joke where it's like how does this place get so much government funding? Why do you have all these things? Uh, <laughs> there's outdoor training facilities, there's indoor training facilities that all have, like, 
kind of standard backdrops for big anime fights and exploring your new powers in a safe environment. And then there's just like a standard gymnasium you would have in any high school. Yeah, I th- Sky High. Do you remember Sky High? I do remember Sky High. Like that, but not actually in the sky, because it's just it's just a place kids go to school, and there's like there's there's more than just hero classes. There's also the tech, for lack of a better word. There's the tech branch, the people who are responsible for making gadgets. There's general studies, because it's also just a school. Right. There's also media savvy, because the relationship like superhero as a job but also recognizing that that's kind of like that'd be an idol in japan right there's a media like savvy that you need to know how to handle and some people who go to the school are more interested in the media part and even they get a big shout out later in like tail end of the series the media kids are like chronicling everything and it's like no no no, you don't get it if people don't know this is how we this is how we inspire people This is how we keep them safe, because we tell them how you, kids in Class 1A, overcome the villains today. It's a a wonderful little moment. But yeah, it's just kind of... Did that answer it? Yes, it totally did. I have one more question. I'm asking so many questions. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Talk to me for a second about tone. How jokey am I going here? How serious am I going here? How? I think... A little more silly than your average Marvel movie, but less self-referential. I like I I think the well that just happens gets overplayed on the internet. Mm-hmm. It it happens in Marvel movies. No one laughed when they went. <laughs> What's your real name, Doctor Octopus? No one laughed in my theater. It wasn't right. funny. But, like, that that Joss Whedon having characters understand how media works. It gets picked up by people and it gets old hat. They don't do that. But there are more gags. Deku cries a lot. It's another thing I really like about him. He's never been afraid to have his main character just fucking cry. Um, And there's a wonderful joke where he gets left behind in the sports festival because there's a target on his back. And then... Oraka and a few other classmates like come to him and they offer him help and Deku is so moved with emotions he puts his head up and tears just jet from his eyes and he falls like three feet into the ground and everyone's like is that another power he has? (laughs) (laughs) So like there's visual gags it's a little more silly Um, it is not a farce it's just you know moments of levity within a story and you know I don't want to say like anime bullshit but kind of you know anime a shonen anime it's a little it's a little more it's not afraid to be silly so don't be afraid don't try to actively be stupid but don't be afraid to be silly okay um this is the first character who has entered my brain feel free to reject wholesale or in parts this is just my first instinct um so you have this character who is the staff gardener um uh thus employed like to maintain all of the outdoor training facilities because um uh because he has some sort of like plant-based quirk that lets him do that really easily but that also means that he has a lot of free time because he just uses his quirk 
and it like solves his whole job like he it does the work that a bunch of people it would it would take like a bunch of uh people to keep all those grounds maintained but he can do it in a second which is really useful in this one specific instance and gives him a lot of free time even though it's not useful anywhere else and so he uses that free time cuz he really wants to be an instructor um, and so he uses that free time to try to come up with increasingly elaborate plans to try to convince the staff and the kids to let him teach some sort of super heroism courses, but he's clearly really, really bad at it. Um, and it's kind of funny, um, uh, cause he, uh, really wants to, but isn't very good at it. That's my first thought. I definitely like, I like this idea if it's like a few random sporadic filler episodes yeah. where it's like, oh, I can't wait to see what we do. And I, I can't find the way to class, guys. What's happening? You've all stumbled upon to my maze filled with traps and various villains. God damn it. It's the custodian again. I'm not a custodian, young Bakugo. I'm a gardener. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like groundskeeper or something like that. Um, if he really, if he wants to yeah. feel like important with his title. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, just, I, just as every day I tend to the gardens, I so too will tend to the young souls of the next generation of I heroes. definitely am not thinking about this character as, like, a super huge, important plot central character. I definitely am thinking about him as, like, a, um, a, a, a sort of a secondary, um, uh, like, like, student-level antagonist figure. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like my hero academia is really good at understanding like the ebbs and flows of tension because after the Chika Asai arc, one of the most grueling things to watch, um the next story arc is just like a school festival where they're going to try to get a little girl to smile and they put on a song and dance number and you'll cut back to class uh, <laughs> 2A putting on a, a play that is just like every movie ever. So you have you have the groundskeeper here to like add some levity in moments when they've just had some really intense shit happen. Yeah, after the whole <laughs> after the whole Ida tries to go murder the guy who crippled his brother and everything's real dark for a moment you cut you get an episode where the gardener man does some silly little shenanigans mm -hmm. and there's a there's a dumb bit where he keeps calling Midori a moss hair because his hair looks like moss and he's a gardener do you get it do you get it audience haha -ha. I think there's like um Alks. if you have like a staff member who like is a is a unique and um like noteworthy a guy on the school staff. You have to have like at least one student character. Like he's like he's an antagonist figure to almost everyone in the student body, but you got to have at least one student character who's like besties with the guy who really likes him. Okay. Who like absolutely who like gets out of the traps no problem because the guy just likes that one student. Who do you think that should be? Ooh, okay. Mm. My immediate idea is is Red Riot Kamashira because this whole thing is about like chivalry and being manly, and I think it would be funny if the manliest macho dude thinks the garden is really <laughs> cool. 
Like, he's like, he did it, guys! He fulfilled his dream! And he's trying to help us, even though the, he's going outside of the bounds of his job! It's so manly! I just think that would be cute I and funny. I think you're right. I think that would be cute and funny. Oh, but also, I think, I think Coda would also be a good option. So Coda is, like, a guy who almost never talks, and his quirk is he can talk to animals, and it's, like, a big reveal when he finally does get dialogue for the first time. He's just, he's a sweet kid in the background who likes animals, I think fucking Dark Dark Shadow. I'm just going through like would be funny if Dark Shadow liked him because Dark Shadow's bit is that he's like a self-important goth kid <laughs> who will just be like revelry in the dark. And the other character's like, what does that mean? I don't understand. Well, that character just sounds funny in general. I love him. He's he's got a giant bird face. <laughs> He's got a bird head. Yeah, I, I, oh, oh, fucking. Actually, I know I said Kamashira, but there's another character, can't stop twinkling, who's French, and he can't stop twinkling. Uh huh. Hence the name. <laughs> and that's the name. That's the hero name he picks for himself, and he has a a naval laser that shoots like this. Yeah, uh, I can't think of the word for glitter. Like a glitter laser out of his belly button that he can't hold for too long because it hurts his soft little tummy. And he's a he's a very soft French boy who likes fancy cheeses and high fashion. And I think he'd get along with like a gardener. <laughs> I think I agree. Here's my question about our gardener. What specifically is his quirk? Um, like something that lets him do the work of groundskeeping really quickly, but isn't necessarily seemingly useful outside of that. I'm trying to think of a way to say he can, like, because I don't want to say he can create plant life because that's very useful. I want it to be limited to, like, the plants already need to exist, mm -hmm. and then he can do things with them. Like he can set every plant to a specific point in its life cycle by thinking at it. And then he just like chooses to make all grass having grown to the exact same length or something like that. Or I don't know, he can uh, uh, shape, shape, like even shaping plants to his will is so genuinely powerful. Yeah. It's hard to, okay. So like, um, Plants need sunlight, right, for science words to happen. Photosynthesis. What if he has a for their photosynthesis? Yes, for for science uh -huh. words to happen. What if he gives off the specific? Like he has a sun-based power, but it can only give off the specific rays needed for photosynthesis. Yeah, I think that probably doesn't make any sense scientifically, but I think it does make sense for anime. <laughs> it makes enough sense for me, a dum dum, to go. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, I'll take that. <laughs> Alright, yeah, cool. Visuals. Have have I done a good enough job of explaining my hero's visuals for you to kind of get it? Or should I do more of that? I don't think I quite know what a staff member who isn't like a superhero TM would wear. Are there any members of the faculty we see who aren't superheroes? TM? 
I guess the closest would be would be kiss granny and she just kind of wears a nurse like like scrub not nurse scrub she wears like the overcoat like a doctor overcoat he'd be in like a gardener outfit I think I think his hair would kind of look like a bush with roses in it that's cute like Spike Spiegel but put some roses in his hair and I think that's what our gardener would look like that's pretty goofy that makes sense to me yeah, it's it's a little it's a little goofy. Every time there's a character named Best Genist who can manipulate fabric, um, and Bakugo trains under him during his summer internship, and Best Genist is trying to instill some sense of civic responsibility and just um, decorum, 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 Lamina. We'll get to that when we get to the third episode of our Dimension 20 trilogy. But he's trying to teach Bakugo decorum, and so he gives Bakugo a haircut to look more like best genists, which is just a comb over. And immediately after he does it, Bakugo gets angry and his hair explodes, because his hair is kind of meant to look like an explosion. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's a little yeah. silly. He's got, a, he's got a bush head with some flowers in it. I feel I'm good about I'm picturing him that. having like a really like a long, pointy nose. Like, you know, like cartoonishly, like the, like the, like the, the fucking, like Usopp. That's exactly the character I was thinking of. Yeah. There we go. I don't know if that makes any sense to the art style. Um, Um, actually, most characters don't have noses. Interesting. (laughs) It's a, it's a. It's a very deliberate choice where most of the time noses are not drawn. Then, then never mind. Fuck that. Never mind then. I was going to say maybe it's like a Pinocchio thing and like maybe he's like almost wooden. Like he like he kind of looks like a plant. Like at the very least he's got like the like the nose with a little leaf coming out of it. Yeah, like, he's a swamp thing, sort of. I'll go for that. Still, like, pretty mostly subtle, though, yeah? Like... Yeah, like, swamp thing light. I'm into that. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Not even a little bit. Me too. Shit. funny name in Japanese. I mean, here's the deal. Tetsu, like, Tetsu, All Might's name is All Might. Just means right? Iron Like, Iron. some of them just have names that are your... Oh, like we give him a superhero name? Uh, yeah, I mean, given that we don't speak Japanese, yes, I think that's probably the way to go here. Alright, excellent. <laughs> this is this is stupid, and I... it it's It's stupid, but in the way I don't want to go with it, but my first idea was... Photosynthesizer. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you're right. I think we don't do that. Yeah, that one's just dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry for sharing it with you, audience. That's what the uh, that's what the show's about. <sighs> Photosynthesizer. I hardly know her. So it's just like, like superhero names in the way that I would think of. Like I'm just thinking of a superhero name. Yeah. Yeah. Sir Night Eye, Racerhead, Present Mike, King Explosion Murder, 
Ingenium. I'm just going to list some off so you kind of get the vibe. Red Riot, Fat Gum. Sorry, did you say Fat Gum? Did you say Fat fat Gum, gum, Devin? Gum. Fat Gum. Fat Gum. What a fat cum. You're chewing the fat cum? You're chewing a fat cum, Devin? Suckling. I'm suckling down that big fat cum. And if you remember to support us at <laughs> patreon.com backslash OG Um, so like his name is like, it's like Green Thumb, right? Like. Yeah, that makes sense. Green Thumb. Green Thumb, the photosynthesis mm-hmm. hero. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's that's kind of a stupid name. And he's like, shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's ju- just like all of my not schemes. It's great. There is actually like a, a running bit that you can get stuck with a shitty name like Eraserhead. They're like, why is that your name? And he's like, no, when they're getting names, Eraserhead, Professor Azal was like, listen, kids, think about it think about it more than not at all and then you have a flashback to him hanging out with present Mike. like you erase people's quirks what if your quirks name is eraser head yeah why not think about it kids <laughs> are we at one fun fact a piece about green thumb i believe we're one fun fact a piece about green thumb all right i have my one fun fact a piece about green thumb so between each chapter you get a little sketch of the character in their civilian gear and a list of like stats, height, weight stuff, and a little fun fact, a little behind the scenes notes. I think it would be that Green Thumb is a direct result of editor interference, but the author started to like Green Thumb once he was there, so he thanks his editor when they meet about Green Thumb. That's the fun fact. I think that if you go through and like like pause the show whenever he shows up like it's never um attention is never drawn to it but if you look um anytime he shows up like in the ground near his feet um there is evidence that someone was uh uh smoking something there are definitely butts of something in the grass there some kind of a plant is in the grand ground there, rolled up into some kind of a bunt. They do the JoJo thing where Jotaro has to smoke, but they can't show that, so his face is just black. <laughs> Shut up. Definitely just like a little Easter egg that's there. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, and those of non-specific genders is a character an original podcast you at steel thank you for joining us we do this every week would you believe it you can come back any week and you'll see us doing uh, this but with something that isn't my hero academia next week what are we doing next week amber join us next week when devon tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling but instead we do one where uh devon will surprise me and you'll get to hear on air um, uh, what exactly Devin is surprising me with. So you'll have to wait in suspense just like the rest of us this week. And then after that, we'll go back to our normal schedule. And that's the true meaning of Christmas. Camaraderie. Sharing. Monetization. Monetizing the friendship I have with Amber that I hold so dear. That's the spirit. That's the goal. 
That's what I want out of this podcast. Before we go, though, um, uh, I know that that was our sign off. But real quick, we have to talk about um, we have to do a little parasocial bonding before we leave at the end of every episode. Um, uh, we have to ask one sort of parasocial bonding question, a getting to know you thing. Is it mine or yours this week? Uh, do you have yours? I have mine if you don't. Go for it. Okay. What's what's the skill you're working on? What's the skill I'm working on? Um, you know, it's funny. You're asking me this, like, right as I'm spending this week, like, moving into a new place. Um, uh, so this, this is actually my first time recording in the new space. So if you could hear my roommate uh, watching um, Into the Spider-Verse in the next room, you know, apologies for that. Um uh, but I've been thinking a lot this week about the way my skill points are allocated and the ways that, like, certain skills are, are, like, helping me. Like, I have a really, really low strength score. And every time I've had to make a skill, a strength skill test this week, um, it's it's not gone well. But, like, I have, like, a reasonably high dexterity score. And that's been really actually helpful in some places. Um, and, and I have, like, a really high score in terms of, like, keeping in mind all the things that need to get done and um, communicating and coordinating with, like, a group of people how to, like achieve all of those intermediary steps um uh and uh, truly life is an immersive sim how every challenge can be approached in a number of different ways and um none of that is answering the actual question i guess i would say that one of the big skills that i'm trying to work on right now is um like coordinating programs in an official capacity um i have uh, like a lot of experience doing stuff in my life, just being like, I'm going to throw a reading party, slumber party now. I'm going to make it happen. But I'm now currently in a place in my life where like I sort of want to be doing programming, like running programs at my job. I'm like getting onto the programming board of my like local independent movie theater. And I don't really know how to go about taking the initiative to make programs happen, to think about what programs could be what's within our resources and then to initiate those and that's like a thing that i yeah that's 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 a skill that i'm working on developing what about you that's a great question by the way yeah thanks that's cool i like your answer um there's the very obvious boring one of i'm working on my art i'm going over some that's literally not boring. It, it's boring for me because it's like the basic stuff. I'm just working on like anatomy because if you follow any mm. artist and they get asked, how'd you get good? They go do do the stuff that's not sexy, do anatomy. And I was always frustrated because no one ever explained how to make anatomy practice happen in a way I could understand. And when someone broke it down, that anatomy is not about learning the intricacies of musculature, all the lines that make up the muscles, right? It's about taking complicated shapes and breaking them down into simple ones and that just like clicked in a brain in a way that I could understand but mm -hmm. uh, the skill I think I'm working on that is like more interesting to me personally is um, I'm working on reading out loud I oh yeah yeah I absolutely <laughs> I was not reading at my grade level for a very long time and getting called out to read would always stress me out and it's just a thing I'm working on. So whenever I boot up Monster Prom, I read some of the sections out loud. And that's how I'm working Absolutely. on that skill. That's a great answer. This is a great question. Well done. Ah, uh, yeah. And that is the show, everyone. We'll do another one about My Hero Academia that will be two hours long. <laughs> I promise you all that. <laughs> okay. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Bye. Bye. Go beyond.